0: I know people have been waiting. Sarah, I hear you finally have another tale from your box.
1: I do folks. I'm so sorry that I have not brought some good tales from my box lately. I've been distracted. Mm. You
0: haven't even your column,
1: your much Ballyhooed column (laughs) has disappeared. (laughs) My much tallyhoode column? Um, I know the the column will come back as soon as I have a little more time. I like I honestly, I'm like letting myself down as much as anyone as. as much <laughs> but so from my box, we had four teams of four, okay, so we have this regular relay here. It's a trail run. And you do, each of the four people has to do a 5K loop of a, like a trail, a hilly, it's hilly, semi-technical trail run. Okay. And it's like uh-huh. one of the big like races here. In okay. Not, sounds not big, like, it sounds,
0: this sounds like a huge deal so far.
1: Massive. It's massive. No, it's not at all. It's, it's super <laughs> low key. You keep your own time, but it's like something that all the local runners show up to. Like something Harriers had like 20 teams or something like that. Like uh-huh. it's, there's, you know, it's fun. It's fun. End of the season. <laughs> November fun anyway so we had four teams as i mentioned from my box and we had one all women's team and guess what did you win is this is this just the whole point of your story the women's okay. category and kelly guess how fast i ran like amazingly fast so fast almost as if you used to be a professional triathlete <laughs> almost as if okay so it turns out the best way to maintain your run speed if you used to be a triathlete and are now a cross, well and now want to run is to do crossfit
0: I've heard people make this argument and then I run faster than them. So I'm like, well, yeah, I would hope yeah. that you would
1: run faster than me on, <laughs> on any given day to be clear, but I did run. So I ran like, like 1928, which on technical hilly, I was very, very happy with. And yeah. that's about what I used to run. Actually, when I would come out here in sort of in the off season as a pro athlete. I'd probably run about 19 and a half on that. Course. Good job. So, there
0: you go thank you i'm very proud of myself good job way to go sarah everyone
1: let's let's all appreciate sarah (laughs) okay (laughs) coming up on the show we have an update on the outspoken women in triathlon summit is kona not the end of the season anymore the system that produced mary kane and is it finally time to boycott nike Sarah, I hear they have Noon
0: Endurance in Canada now. Oh, Canada, baby, finally. I use the sport tabs, the basic tabs at CrossFit. Well, I use the Noon Endurance, citrus mangoes, the way to go,
1: and now you can try that too in, you know, up north. Up here in Canada. You can order any of these or the rest tabs to help you sleep or the immunity tabs to fight off those bugs, and you can do that by using the code IRONWOMEN. I'm not saying that to you, Kelly. I'm saying this to the people at home. (laughs) The code IRONWOMEN at NoonLife.com. And go check out their new community of women doing cool
0: stuff at Noonness, uh, their TV channel on YouTube.
1: I'm Kelly O'Mara, And I'm Sarah Gross. And you're listening to Live Feisties, If We Were Riding. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. Time. Like the last time you get So by the time this comes out, Kelly, this we're recording actually on Monday this week early because I am flying on Tuesday to Tempe, Arizona, for the outspoken Summit. And this will come out on Friday, which is the first day of the summit. I know, so it's very excited.
0: exciting. I know. By the time you are listening this, we will be in Arizona, which apparently is on a different time than me, right? In a time zone, which is always whatever. Arizona is weird. So, so we'll be there. We'll be fully experiencing the summit. We will already know things. Are you I ready? Know.
1: Things will already be happening. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I better be ready. I have a couple more boxes to check tonight, including packing. Yeah, whatever. Um, and But you know what I'm excited about this year? I'm excited about the awards ceremony. The awards are... Uh, so you're going to have to
0: elucidate us on some of the criteria, because i got to tell you, some of the nominations are like, Carolyn steffen age group athlete I've never heard of. <laughs> it's like a little yeah. all over the place. A little all over the place, <laughs> yeah. yes.
1: So like a few months ago, we kind of decided that we wanted to do, there's no no women in triathlon award. No, there's not. There's only the awards at TBI now
0: called Endurance Exchange, which they kind of give to themselves. Like, I don't know. hmm.
1: Yeah, we just to be clear, like at the outset, we allowed people on our internal team to be nominated if they were nominated, or like our speakers or whatever. But we actually excluded them from actually receiving an award. So we did the opposite of what TBI did. We excluded them. Well, it's like I can't like I I excluded myself. Yeah. I, we excluded Lisa, my co-founder. We excluded like you know what I mean. Like you can't just have an awards and give yourself all the awards. That's ridiculous. Sure, the sure. idea is one of the ideas actually is to font was to find stories of things that women are doing in their communities that we don't necessarily know about. Right. That was part of what we wanted to find out. Cause we wanted, you know, we basically we felt we had the platform to create an awards. And okay. so this is just the first year. This will be great. It'll be interesting. I'm curious. I'm curious how it's going to play out. So, yeah. so to answer your question about how that, so the nominations were open. So mm-hmm. only the people, like all the people that were nominated were nominated by someone. So we, ha- we did get a couple emails about how come this person or that person is not on your list, right?
0: And you're like, because you didn't nominate them. Right, right. So it's a people's awards in that way. Like
1: you <laughs> had to nominate someone. To, like I didn't do the nominating. And then we had set criteria ahead of time for how we were going to choose the winners. And okay. we just ran it through the system. And we have the winners.
0: That's okay. Over. I'm very excited. I see. And it's, is this like, a, you know, at the Oscars, they have the accounting firm, Ernst and & Young, and they have the envelopes and there's the decoy envelope. And then they have the, then that, then last year they gave them the wrong envelope. It's going to be that dramatic.
1: Basically. <laughs> it's going be very dramatic. I've, cr- I've created a slideshow oh. with videos and, but there's no envelopes, but wow. uh, there's, uh, uh, what do you call them? Hypothetical envelopes, fictional envelopes fake I, I am <laughs> opening I'm opening the pretend envelopes oh okay okay this is one of my jobs wow
0: so, so guys this is what you have to look forward to and if she doesn't pantomime an envelope on stage I'm going to be very <laughs> disappointed <laughs> you
1: can boo me off at the stage exactly so all right
0: so the summit's happening and then Ironman Arizona is actually the weekend after like right right there and Ironman Florida was like two weeks ago and I heard from a couple of people Sarah like basically Ironman Florida like we all know the pros now will go and do a race after Kona sometimes just to like secure their slot for next year so they have it in the bag before they go on their off season but apparently a bunch of age age groupers are doing this now like a ton of people went to Kona showed up at Florida won their age group took their slot for next year And so basically someone asked me, is this a thing now? Is Kona not the, is the championship not the end of the season anymore? Like, is this, is this weird? How do we feel about this?
1: Okay. I think not to be like, I think this has always been a thing. Mm. Like that, that just if, if you become someone who could win your age group, you suddenly become aware that these things are happening, but it's always, depending on how the pros qualify, because obviously the qualifying system has just changed. So it would encourage more of this in some qualifying systems, but overall there, I, even, like when I started racing like 20 years ago, right, Ironman Arizona, Ironman Florida were always the most competitive races for pros and age groupers because people were trying to qualify early for Kona the next year.
0: I thought it was just because they were flat and fast and then people can come back and be like oh I did an 845 and it was windy and you're like bullshit
1: it was windy right and there's a secondary reason why these races (laughs) would be popular I mean for sure because that like that brings in more of the masses like this you know the, the handful of people that are trying to qualify in each age group is not why they fill up but it is they are that's why they're competitive though right and I think
0: Mm, I also probably. think there's a ton of people who like had a bad Kona and they're trying to redeem themselves. I see that at Arizona like every year.
1: Oh, yeah. There's lots of that, especially among the pros. It must happen amongst the age groupers, I assume. Oh, yeah. And no, then, I see it among the age groupers, the top age groupers. Yeah. Right. Right. And then also, I think recently, especially when Ironman had the system, you know, the point system for right. pros to... I think we all kind of learned that you can do a lot of Man's back-to-back if you want to. <laughs> Everyone's right? like, oh, turns out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone who used to be like, you need to rest for four weeks after Man because it's so hard on your body. And then people were just going out and doing it the next week and like winning. So- Obviously you don't have to do that. <laughs> you could listen to your own body and do it right. your own. And
0: those way. people maybe like we're not saying that they couldn't do better maybe if they didn't do back to back ones
1: were not whatever or like but. to each their own it depends what kind of athlete you are, right? Yeah. Like if you're an athlete who like has a huge build peaks for a certain race and does like it smashes out an amazing race, you're probably not going to do one again the next week. If you're an athlete no. who's just fit, so aerobically fit all the time and can handle a huge training load, then you can race more. That's that's just both bodies. I know. I know. Things. I actually have this argument all the
0: time. Wow, we're going off track. And I can we're never totally decide what kind track. of what kind of athlete I am because on the one hand, I really like racing a lot, but on the other hand, like I can't focus for that long. I need there to be like clear peaks and clear off times. Like I can focus for three months, Sarah. That's my
1: okay let me clear this up for you oh okay okay tell me what kind of athlete i am ready you're the kind you're the kind of athlete that peaks for one thing and (laughs) and does it it does really well that doesn't mean you can't race other times you're just not racing at your peak right right? obviously and and to be fair the rate the people who do tons of races they probably don't like they don't have a peak they don't don't have that one like the
0: one like holy shit that came right
1: they're not the guy who's going to win the Olympic games. They're not that guy. See,
0: oh, so you're saying that but I am that the guy, guy who could win the Olympic games, but you're also I might yeah. DNF. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a possibility. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's an all or nothing proposition. All right. You. All right.
0: So we went wildly off track, but you have explained Arizona and Florida to us. You're and I got to say though, simmering, simmering through the people like so who was telling me about this and like through the triathlon internet right now and, and post Kona is a, is a simmering resentment, Sarah. Of the pro amateurs of the like people who just keep over and over and over going to Kona, winning their, like winning the overall, like having all their sponsors, but not like it's just, I think it's not just me. I think everyone's just fucking tired of it. Right.
1: Yeah. So first of all, everybody just step up. Sponsors stop supporting these people. Like Like, just support the people who, what was it? Our quote card from last week the cartoon, oh, yeah. the people who go all in, like support the people who go all in, not the people who half-ass this situation.
0: I honestly just think it's brewing a lot of resentment among like regular athletes. Let's just say so. FYI, there's that
1: side point. Yeah. The flip side. Can I, could I, could I be the devil's advocate for a moment? <laughs> like if you have, if you're in a certain age group and you have like a, a Chrissy Wellington or a Danielle right, right, right type of person in your age group. Like you still have to continue to continue to do your best and figure out how to close the gap. Like yeah. that's still your job yeah. or your responsibility. So. Like
0: I'm in the 30 to 34 age group. I was before, Yeah. I think that was the last age group I raced in and that's where I would be in now. And I'm aware that age group is ridiculous. And you basically, this is true. You have to be good enough to race pro in order to just qualify for Kona in our age group. Like that just is like, that's the reality. Mm -hmm. And so like, but you know what? You can still do it. You can do it. And then you race Kona and then you fucking move up. Okay. (laughs) You move up to race pro. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Well, that's uh, obviously what we think. Well, <laughs> I mean, not to,
0: not to tell you what to do with your life, but
1: I would, I would love someone to share a counter opinion or to like, let us know what they're giving up. Like if you're someone who's won your age group every year in your Ironman and then gone to Kona every year for like three, four five years, like tell us what the advantage of that is really. Well, I mean, I know what they were, <laughs> this is not actually what
0: we were going to talk about. What we were going to talk know. about was what everyone's talking about this week, which is Mary Kay and Sarah. Okay, Mary we're Kane. We're moving, we're moving on. on. We're changing okay. topics. Mary okay. Kane, in case you... And in case... And I feel like we're going to have to include this in the show notes. In case somehow our listeners didn't watch the video that everyone in the universe of running has watched this week. Mary Kane, the former high school prodigy, Nike pro runner who went pro like right out of high school and went and raced with... Trained with Alberto Salazar, released this whole video, like an op-ed video this week. Basically about... I mean, she eventually said she was emotionally and psychologically abused on Alberta Salazar's Nike team under a system, like under a Nike system and her, like some of the specifics were basically that he was really, really obsessed with her weight was all about, like she had to hit this arbitrary number, wanted to even put her on like birth control and diuretics to like get her to drop the weight would like weigh her in front of her teammates and like yell at her. And she got so, you know, obviously that like led to illness and like broken bones and then she got so depressed she was like cutting herself and nobody cared and it was like a whole big it was like it was terrible right it was a terrible it was a terrible play it was a ter- it's like a terrible thing to be in but it's also not a good training strategy
1: to like make fast runners <laughs> Right. So this has blown up the world. Also, a lot yeah. of people related to it. Right. Right. Which is like, what that's I why think it,
0: yeah. you and I were saying is what's weird is like in some ways it's funny. It's like a little odd that this blew up the running world so much this week because this is not a new story. Like we hear yeah. this. So many people corroborated her story with their own stories.
1: Yeah, this is It is really interesting because this is a as women as athletic women and as elite level athletic women, we all kind of went yeah fuck like yes this has been happening this whole time i i know tons of people who have been affected in in similar ways under all different kinds of coaches you know like we're like yeah i mean it's great it's great it's great that it exploded and went mainstream i mean yes it gives us a, a a forum in which to talk about this stuff and it's becoming more common for for women to talk about what they go through but yeah it's definitely like yeah we all knew
0: I mean, it's interesting because a lot of people have said in like the response, like said to her, like, oh, I'm sorry. I never, you know, I didn't realize how bad it was for you. And so like, maybe that's true, right? Like maybe they didn't know how much she, but everyone knows or knew that this, this is not one of those times when an allegation comes forward and you go, huh, that really doesn't make any sense. That just doesn't fit with everything I understand about, you know, this coach and this system. This is one of the times where you're like, yeah, like, Mm. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Does this make sense? But here's my question for you. So obviously it's good that this goes in the mainstream and people are starting to talk about it. And maybe we'll finally catch up to what we've fucking known for like 30 years about weight, not being a primary indicator of performance. But do you think triathlon is better or worse than running? Do you think it's more ahead of this curve or like shitty to its female athletes in this respect, not in like other respects?
1: I think triathlon is shitty to its female athletes, right? So I don't want to, because I've talked to a lot of people this week who were affected by that story. So I don't want to understate that. But if we're going to compare directly, right? I think by nature of the sport, um, triathlon would be a little bit better. And the reason I'm saying that is because in running, your actual physical mass that you're moving, it's physics, like the physical mass you're moving over a distance. Yeah. They're more obsessed about more. body weight. Yeah. Yeah. So they, yes. So they become more obsessive about these kinds of things. And then you're more likely to have anemic athletes and, and all of the things that come with that. Right. Whereas in triathlon, the strength piece is a little bit, is, is more important than it is in running. So for biking, you have to have a certain amount of strength. You can like, how many times do we see? people, men and women who come to Kona too thin and then they've basically lost their bike strength because they've leaned out too much. Oh man. Do And you swimming think... also requires a certain amount. Swimming, Open water yeah. swimming requires strength as well. So I think like by nature of the sport, maybe that emphasis is a little bit less, but that said, I still think there's a lot of women. In tr- I've seen a lot of people come and go. I was on the Scottish national team um, and I saw a lot of people sort of come and go with variations of this sure. issue, like talented people come into the system for a year or two who, you know, who could have been Olympians or could have done something in the sport, but just like, can't hack the environment.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's not even like, can't hack the environment. Cause that infers like something wrong sure. on their part. It's like the environment yeah. is not conducive to creating good athletes, right? Like, correct. Right. Yeah. That's
1: a good correction. But yeah. That it's not on the, it's not on the yeah. athletes. It's like the environment and then the system is not created for like for women in general which is what we're talking about more, right? Is like a sport system, a training system, a nutrition system. Sure. That's where, you know, like you, you go to Stacey, you look at Stacey Sims, who like was the first person to put up her hand and say, how come we're always testing college age men for an our sports science?" Because they are readily available Sarah and we'll do things
0: for small amounts of money okay but why not (laughs) college-age women they're readily available (laughs) um yeah I know obviously I do also feel like triathlon's slightly not as bad I also think that there is to some degree because triathlon's younger and for a lot of these endurance sports like when you talk about swimming or running or cycling triathlon gets away with being somewhat better just because it's like it's like 40 years old, like, mm. and we've known this shit about female athlete triad, about red, whatever, R-E-D-S, like what, whatever you want to call the whole thing, um, uh, where if you eat too little, you don't have enough energy and you start getting like broken bones. So the whole, the whole, we've known that for like 20 or 30 years. Yes. It's just that like a lot of coaches haven't gotten updated, but triathlon's young enough that it kinda had to be there early. That's, that's what I always think about triathlon is that it,
1: yeah, it I escaped don't, to some. Yeah, I think with triathlon. Okay, yes, I take your point. I also think that like we were aware. I remember reading papers when I first started 20 years ago about the female athlete triad. Mm-hmm. And but yet I don't think we knew what to do with that information. True. Like because because like as like the studies aren't there, the the best practices haven't been set for female athletes, right? right? So we just like we know this is a thing, but then we're still in practice like encouraging people to get lean 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 without taking other things into account.
0: I had this like moment the other day. you know how sometimes where you like step outside and you like or like think about like like I do this sometimes if I, I like look up above and I think mm-hmm. man we built all of those roads and it's like crazy when you think about roads side point but I did think of this thing the other day where I looked up above and I thought about women's sport in the context of all of history and you're mm-hmm. like holy shit like it's really been really fucking recent in the context of like everything we've allowed women to do over centuries yeah. and you're like, you got to give them a little more time. Okay. Like right before we start judging who's, you know, that women have reached their full potential and everything.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think I saw another point of view too there when you were talking about bird's eye view, <laughs> but like once you start going down that road of like looking at the system and who it's been created for, right. You, you suddenly realize like, Oh my goodness. Like if the study's about lactate threshold. Very, very important thing in endurance training are mostly done on young men. Like, what information do we really have about how to train people outside of that demographic? Like some, yes, some of it will overlap, of Of course, course. But like we're just getting started, right? On how to, on how to train, especially women, because women is like the other. Elite category in sport. It's right?
0: a fairly large category. It's, it's a not large... like a niche category. It's not even yeah. like it's not even like some women. You know, women over forty. It's like a it's
1: a fairly broad. Yeah, and the questions we ask when people get older are a little bit different because we're trying to figure out how to keep the population in general moving. Whereas the questions we ask of elite athletes and trying to create right, right, right. Well, speed it, it, or or strength are just different. So
0: anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, I think it's good we're having these conversations. I think. uh And a ton of people obviously applauded Mary Kane for speaking out. I think it's great. I think she also went through a lot of emotional stuff herself personally, and is kind of coming back around to like finding her love of running itself and like making terms with, with herself. You know what I mean? Like she's going through her own thing. So I think it's good that we're kind of all starting to be, but it was a hard fought to get to here, I think, Mm -hmm. which brings us to our next question, Sarah. Are you ready? I'm ready. And we talked about this like a month ago after the whole, uh, Nike organ project, Alberta Salazar doping band. Is it time? Is it time to boycott Nike? Right. You're, you're, you are you do not have an answer here. I'll give you pros and cons. Are you okay. a against lay,
1: lay it out. Lay it out.
0: All right. So I reckon like, obviously lots of companies do bad shit. Obviously that's true. Obviously you can't boycott all companies. Fine, sure, right. But you have to make you have to make your choices somewhere. And money, money speaks. And all of this, everything, all this stuff about running and sport—it's all essentially at its heart. Companies trying to make money, right? So, as long as Nike is still selling shoes, they're not gonna like their system's working, right? Like it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's selling shoes. So unless you stop, unless you don't buy the things, like unless your money follows what you want nothing will change. Right. And so I totally get that. Are a hundred percent? Um, and I think actually, I mean, this isn't just, I think statistically, societally speaking, more and more people do want their money to go to things. They believe companies they think are doing the right thing. And I saw a ton of people this week say like, I'm done with Nike. I don't, I am 100% in the spot where I'm like, all right, look like they've done enough bad shit that, I like when the, if the, if I'm standing there and there are two pairs of shoes equal, like I'm not, I'm going to hesitate to buy Nike, right? Like that's, I mean, actually like, I don't, yeah. I, so I'm at the point where yes, it will factor into the decision, but do you never ever, I don't, I just, I don't know. Cause here's the next question, Sarah. Okay. The $250 shoes. It's like a minute, two minutes. It's a few. I mean, I mean, yes, it varies by person, by person, and your stride. And I haven't seen a huge benefit in triathlon, honestly. But like open road marathon, you're giving up like somewhere between a minute and two minutes.
1: Right. I mean, if Which you're for a an elite runner, athlete, is a lot. Yeah. Are
0: you gonna yeah. Are you gonna be like, well, I gotta put my, I gotta like my morals. I gotta put my money. Like, oh well.
1: Yeah, it's I interesting. Like, as so, for example, us, we sit here, we encourage people to step up and yeah. take the next level to pro racing. Right. And then if you have a shoe that, you know, is going to give you 4%, right. Or, you know, whatever, if you have a shoe Some that actually, eight percent, percent. It, it gives you, I know I'm just making <laughs> shit up, but like that, you know, that gives you a performance boost. And then like, so at the top of the show, we're encouraging people to go pro. And then at the bottom of the show, we're like, yeah, except don't, you know, except don't use this product that is known to make you better. Like I, I, I get that point. I still don't think I would buy Nike to be yeah. clear. But if we're going to make pro and con lists, I also think Nike is a really big
0: company. I think there are people there that do perfectly really good things. I think we all like Shalane and I think we all like the Bowerman track club. And I think they, they're Nike backed. How are you guys reconciling that in your head? Which doesn't, which is not an excuse and not me saying that they don't need to fix fucking shit. Cause they need to fix fucking shit. But like, I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Here's a story. You ready? This, I think, illustrates exactly how complicated this
1: is. Okay.
0: Someone I follow on Instagram posted in their stories that a text message from their friend, so this is third hand, but still, that they saw Mary Kane running through Central Park in New York, fully decked out in Nike gear. And they were, like, so angry about this. They thought this was so hypocritical, which I get. I totally get why you would feel that way. Like, she's out there saying, like, Nike fucked me. You all should stop supporting Nike. And then she's all, like, she's still running around in her gear. But I hand, like, she probably has closets and closets of Nike stuff that's decent stuff. And now she's, like, a struggling college student not on a sponsored deal. Is she going to throw it all out? Like, I'm not saying, I'm not making an excuse for her at all. I think if, like... (laughs) It, it's it's tough, but I think that's exactly an example of how hard this is for some people to decide.
1: Yeah, it is important to see it through Mary Kane's eyes, like you say. Like you're you're right. Like she's probably now she's supposed to give away all this free shit that she's got from Nike. Like, yeah, interesting. What's the other thing that's interesting to me right now is that this is by observation alone. So someone can write and tell me I'm wrong, but I feel like Nike has had a bit of a surge, like just in general. Like people, I see more people wearing Nike stuff. You know, and especially like. Because as you know, I go to CrossFit now. What? You go to CrossFit? <laughs> and like, uh, or just looking at the general population, how they choose their ath- athletic wear and athleisure. I think there's, I just see more swishes, you yeah. know, lately. And more people wearing like the Nike or the really, like well, just people, the little yeah, right, people shoes. People wore
0: those forever, for sure. Those were like the, the shoe everyone wore they, It's college. just like,
1: yeah. And then it had like, Nike had a low moment, you know, and now it just, it feels like they're in a bit of a high moment. Yeah. Again. So I don't know. But yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think obviously the way people feel about them is very different in the running community versus like in the general public. I don't think the general public is like, oh man, you know, Nike is terrible. Uh, whereas the running community, obviously Nike kind of owns the running community in the U S bought and sold. And so there's a lot stronger feelings there. So
1: yeah. The other thing is as consumers and I often struggle with this is, is that do we make choices based on the stories we hear in the media? Is that the only way we make yes. So this story has come to the fore in the media. There could be other terrible things that other shoe companies are doing that we don't even know about. Yes. So but that's in a, order that's to a know, terrible how argument, we- Sarah.
0: Terrible argument. No, I'm just like, no, that's a terrible (laughs) argument. Here's what I have to say about that. Yes, Uh, you make choices based on things that you learn in the media. And you know why you learn them in the the media? Because that's where we learn things, okay? Unless you are actually an academic and you're reading research journals, then you learn information from the media and through firsthand experience. So the only other way you're going to get information besides the media is if you are an elite, like working in a Nike factory in Bangladesh or an elite runner, like on Nike's campus. And then sure, like your firsthand information, Trump, reported facts, but no, the media is where you get information. And yeah, sure. Like there are other companies doing, but there's always someone doing it, but that's not a reason not to draw your line where you want to draw your line. Like you have to draw it somewhere.
1: Right. No, I'm thinking more of something like consumer reports, which you could consider the media to be fair, <laughs> but like consumer reports that do like a balanced review of all the, you know, of, of all the shoe companies and then making decisions in that way.
0: I don't think Consumer Reports takes morality into consideration, though. I got to tell you. We should they start don't. this. Well, there you go. See, now that, I do think there are some companies that are starting to certify, like, right. yes, sustainable, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, they do environmentally friendly already, they all, but they could start to do. There's a word for it. What's the word I'm looking for? There are companies that are like, I am a good company, and I do good things in the universe, and I don't fuck people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is the way it should go. So like, I I love your rant, but like, and it sort of, it sort of like proves my point or to my point is that I like, I think we should have that. Right. I think we should have an unbiased body that does like a, like the social, like chooses socially responsible companies. Socially responsible. That's the word I was looking for. And certifies them. And that will help us all as consumers. So that when like Mary Kane decides to speak up and we've all known for 20 years, how terrible things are, we don't just now know that we should be looking at Nike, right? Right. That we like, that,
0: you know. That does anyway. exist. There are certifications for re- socially responsible companies. Um, there's even like, what's the word called? Like status B or something in the US. It's just, there's a lot of loopholes or not loopholes. Um, yeah. Rings you have to jump through that make it like not. So in the meantime, we make our choices based on what we make our choices on, and we stand there and we try and decide which of the two things we want to buy. Like I'm literally right. more inclined to go with Delta now because I called them last week and was like, I couldn't make my flight to New York. My husband had brain surgery, and they refunded me all the tickets. Like right, right. I, don't, I yeah. fucking hate Delta. Delta's terrible, but they did that, and now I'm like, oh, see. So we make our choices based on all kinds of ranges of things.
1: Yeah. So I agree. I agree. Okay. Yeah. So after the break, we're going to, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I, there's no good transition to this out of that conversation. <laughs> <Okay. clears throat> after the break, what is your racing age and how do you know? We would like to thank noon hydration for supporting the podcast get 30% off your order by using the code ironwomen at noonlife.com. That's ironwomen at noonlife.com. View on iTunes. Also, tell your actual friends in person how awesome we are, because that works too. If We Were Writing is a Live Feisty Media production and is hosted by Kelly O'Mara and me, Sarah Gross. Our marvelous editor is Aaron Hamilton. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time. You better get ready to race and to ready to do this. Show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time right. to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless.
0: Alright, sir, so at the New York Marathon, I wanna say there were four women in the top fifteen who were like forty earned up. 40 years old and up. And so this raised the question of a few of them were like, well, my racing age is relatively low. Cause I didn't start racing until I was in my thirties. And I've heard this before where people like what doesn't matter, what matters isn't how old you are, but like how many miles you have on your legs.
1: So what do you think your racing age is? It's a good, okay. So I think, oh man, it depends on a lot of things. I think in triathlon, I'm very old. Okay. I think so too. I'm very, I'm like 60 in and racing age. I'm like, that's probably true. I have gray hairs. I'm just, you know. But I, I think there's a few factors there, right? Like, first of all, when you're talking about running, you have more, like, you have more impact. You have more, right. like, jarring on the body, quote unquote. Well, I hate myself for saying that, but it's sort of true. And then also, you have, like, so for example, this morning, you may have heard that I ran a fast 5K what? on trails. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> But I think that, and that's not because I have young, that's not because I'm young. It's not because I have young running years. Right. But it's because like, I don't actually train for running. Right. Right. So like the, the background you have in a sport can make you like the reason I'm able to like pull out a, a semi-reasonable 5k out of my ass is because I was a professional triathlete for 15 years. Right. What? Like that's yeah, no, why. Know. So like there. that those racing years have to count and it has to be, so like I could say that I'm... I just said that I'm 60, but I'm obviously not in, in my local 5k. Um, so I think it's like, it depends on the context and the thing and it's, it's different for everyone. So I'm like, I'm going with no answer. Nice, solid. I You're as old you as though, you think you are.
0: There are some 60 year olds. Cause like by me, there are some 60 year olds who have like the national records for 55 and stuff. And I legit got beat by like this 56 year old at a road mile one time. Wow. Yeah. It was pretty it was like mildly depressing and mildly like, well, shit, like, what are you going to do about that? <laughs> like,
1: you're just like, you're amazing. And it depends yeah. on the sport, right? Like if you what if you see cycling, if anyone's ever been on, you know, done cycling group riding, you know, that there are some people who are older who like maintain that strength just by cycling all the time. And they're like so strong into their fifties and even into their sixties. Swimming 60s. is also so, weird because swimming is one of those ones. You
0: know how when you go to masters, there's always like the 55 year old guy who like swam in college and like hasn't swum since, And he's just going to kick your fucking ass. Right? Like that's how it comes. every time, every masters 100%. everywhere in the country. That's just true.
1: Okay. So here's, a, here's what I would say. I would say it's not so much about age. It's like how much you ongoingly do of that sport. Right. So I would be like, I would really be quite old as a runner if I continued to do, to like do running training true, all true. the
0: time.
1: Right. But I, because I don't and it's just fun, then I like, I'm maintaining my youthful, youthful exuberance, running uh-huh. demeanor. Yeah. Do you think
0: this is why? <laughs> See, this is probably why uh, I have because I, you know how I like disappear for a little while and then I'll come back and then I'll, show up at CrossFit twice a year (laughs) randomly. And then maybe that's why I like, maybe that's why I just, I've lasted
1: for now. It's it's your longevity. It's my longevity plan. It's a great plan. Although I think it's time to like, for you to like dig in and spend some years. Just we're debating that. Okay. Currently, (laughs) if I should just like
0: focus. (laughs) Just focus in in and do something. (laughs) Should, should Kelly
1: focus or not? Okay, I feel like it's been a theme of the last couple weeks. Like, just just step up and do it, (laughs) Kelly. Go Go all in. People can tell me to stop my town, my crown. We know what it takes
0: to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.